Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to the New Work Revolution podcast. And I'm really excited about today's show because we have a special guest. We have none other than the founder of Explainify, Eric Henson. He is going to be joining us today, and he is going to blow your mind about storytelling. So I'm really excited about that. I had the pleasure of meeting Eric and his operations guru, Donovan, at my workshop in Atlanta called Maximizing Mental Capital. So they came to the workshop. I sat, we, we talked about storytelling. I got really excited about what they were doing, and we decided, hey, we should work together. So they did a video. If you go to NewWorkRevolution.com, they did a video that's right there on my homepage that I'm really excited about that really encapsulated New Work Revolution in a way that I didn't feel like I could articulate on my own. And it's hard to read the label, business owners, when you're inside the bottle. It's hard to really understand the value proposition and what we really bring to the table for the public. And it's good to have someone who can bring the storytelling elements out in us for us to really have that message behind the great work that all of us do. So, Eric, I thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Brandon, and thank you for the very kind introduction. Hey, you are welcome. Um, so, Eric, why did you start Explainify? What got you into that business to begin with? So, kind of jumping back just a little bit, I was working in video production shops, kind of going the traditional route, uh, TV news, worked some uh, gigs with ESPN, um, doing kind of the, it sounds sexy, but it's not really. It was the like slogging cable around on a football field and kind of being a PA for the producer and kind of saw those paths um, not being really where I wanted to go. And so I wanted to kind of w- move into digital marketing and kind of get into that world. So I started working at a digital innovation agency, um, but I knew that I wanted to do video. And so I wanted to pair video with digital innovation. And the strategy team at this agency would come up with something crazy, some innovation um, in retail most likely is uh, a vertical that we worked in a lot. We worked with Sam's Club and Walmart and other ver- other companies like that. And they come up with this innovation, um, like a new kind of POS system or, or something. And so what we do is create these videos via motion graphics or animation and basically do these pitch for these company executives kind of selling the dream or kind of making clear that vision of what we wanted to create um, in in digital format for these companies. And we just saw a hit right away. We, we started winning multi-million dollar accounts. Um, it, not that we weren't winning them before, but it just kind of became easier when that dream was um, clearly conveyed and it was simple. And uh, that's kind of how we got started. Awesome. That's awesome, Eric. So Let's talk about video marketing. Let's talk about storytelling. Why are those elements so important for businesses today? Yeah, I mean, so many reasons. It, it, there's so much measurable value that you can drive to a business. I mean, you can increase leads. You can, you can increase sales, of course, awareness, understanding. You know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. So wouldn't a video be worth a thousand sales or, or at least, a, you know, a million words if you wanted to kind of follow the analogy 
Um, so there's just so much opportunity to create awareness about your brand, a lot of opportunity to simplify your story and get that clarity across. If you don't have clarity, Brandon, and you know this, if you don't have clarity around your brand, people will bounce off your site within seconds. Absolutely. Now, Eric, the process that you use with story, you know, it's one of the processes that you use is the diamond in a haystack. I love that. So tell me, what is, what is diamond in a haystack? So it's kind of a mashup of the old phrase diamond in a rough, where it means good qualities are hidden. And then the other phrase of needle in a haystack, which is things are really hard to find. And so diamond in a haystack is our, our process of, of finding those good hidden qualities that are really hard to find. And so we take all the material that we can from your business, whether it's white papers, websites, interviews that we do with customers, any of that. And what we do is simplify it so that we can find that diamond in a haystack. It's that hidden gem of your messaging. It's the simple core. Um, you, you mentioned in the beginning, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. And it's, it's just that, you know, you, you don't understand your story well enough um, from a simplicity perspective, you may understand it from an engineering perspective or day to day, whatever you do. But because of that curse of knowledge, you are way too entrenched in what you do, and you will have a really hard time telling the story. So, we, diamond in a haystack is the essence of your story and what we uncover through our process. Yeah, that's that's so awesome because I would imagine, Eric, and you've probably seen a lot of examples of this. There are tons. Uh, I mean, there's just probably some really cool examples of people who have uncovered or recognized something about their brand or something about their value that they deliver that they just never saw before, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's so much that you are close to. Um, again, with that curse of knowledge, you're so intimately aware of all the aspects of your business. I mean, that could come from the financial side, you know, the P&L, um, that could be cash flow, that could be marketing, it could be employee management relations, it could be uh, just kind of your positioning in general, it could be your vertical, your customers, you're too intimately aware. And, and even ourselves, we are simplification experts, and we struggle to tell our own story. I probably shouldn't tell anybody that, but it's, it's true, and I have to be honest, like, it's really hard. We're too close. We are inside the bottle, and we need to get outside of it. So we need an outsider's perspective. And when you get that, you, you get clarity. And that's why people hire business coaches. That's why people hire counselors. You're just too close to it. Yeah, absolutely. So that really leads me really well into my next question. So a lot of the companies that I work with, I mean, they've got marketing people that are in charge of their marketing. Some of my clients have their own marketing department. Why? What, what's the benefit of a client working with a company like Explainify versus doing that in-house? If I can be blunt, I'd say you get what you pay for, you know, and you're paying for years of an expert's training in a specific niche. You know, companies have no problem paying for a digital marketing consultant or team like that, you know, to kind of boost what they're already doing in-house. This is someone that does it every single day. You know, they're PPC experts or they're SEO experts, and they do it every single day rather than being kind of uh, a broad marketing expert like you would get, you know, in-house. And so you can certainly do this stuff in-house, but it really could end up costing you a ton in, in the long run, and, and you could end up with a clunky product that damages your brand. We have a ton of people that come to us having gone to sort of a cheaper option and come to us saying, hey, we, we shouldn't have done this, man. We messed up. We should have hired you in the first place. 
and you know we have to go in and fix it and, and sometimes it costs more because the damage has already been done yeah absolutely that's uh that's so true that's so true and i've always found and that's the reason why i wanted to work with you guys you know it just makes sense and and i always say this regardless of the employee whether it be a marketing person or anyone else within about six months you lose any credible objectivity that you have in diagnosing and analyzing the business at any kind of a deep critical level so I always say, look, the best time to listen to employee changes and everything else is when they're very first hired because they're not ingrained in your dogma. They're not ingrained in your this is the way it's always been mentality. They're not ingrained in that. You haven't indoctrinated them yet into your company. But once they've been with the company for a few months, they just become everyone else. They start thinking like everyone else because they hear all the words that everyone else says. Yeah, I mean, and jargon is one of my least favorite things in the world. I, I love to go through with a red pen and kill off jargon. I mean, it's just, it's just, honestly, it's kind of bullshit. Like, nobody really knows what all that means, especially if you're looking at, you know, industries we work in some, uh, like ad tech, ad technology. They have, uh, sometimes there's an encyclopedia of, of here's the jargon that you need to know before you kind of come into this industry. And anybody you ask in that industry will tell you, it's all bullshit. Like we just, it's not made up, but it's just, it's unnecessary. And, and when you're talking, you're talking to a real human, no matter what, if you're selling to an executive at the end of the day, there's still a human that goes home to their family and they just want to be entertained. That's why YouTube is so valuable and, and powerful. And it's the greatest search engine because people just want to be entertained and they want things to come across simply, you know, they've been sitting at their desk all day, slogging through jargon. And it makes me think of like lawyers, for gosh sakes, like they're sitting there looking through some really complex text, like, and, and now you want to sell them something. I don't know that selling them in the same non-disruptive way that you've been, they've been looking at all day is really going to be helpful. I, I think disruption is good and, and getting that clear story is a way to do that. Yeah, definitely. So most business owners would agree when I talk to them, they say, Brandon, I would love to do more video marketing, I would love to create more videos, and then they don't. What are the most common lies, myths, misconceptions that hold business owners back from doing effective video marketing? I think the biggest one is just that it's kind of new and and foreign. And, you know, I think a lot of marketers are just kind of afraid to um, kind of get into that space because video is sort of different. It's like you've been designing, you know, you can draw pictures since you were a kid. So you, you may feel comfortable kind of making some changes in Photoshop for your, for your, you know, marketing team or something like that. Or you can, you know, you can design decently in, in PowerPoint or Word. And it, the learning curve is not incredibly steep. But with video, it's a, it's a lot steeper, especially if you want to do it right. But now there's, it's very commercialized. So, you, you know, it's on the iPhone. Um, everybody's got it in their pocket. They can shoot videos. You know, they, their 10-year-old kids can do it. You know, heck, I think even the 4-year-old kids can do it nowadays, which blows my mind. That's another story for another day. And, you know, so it's, it's so commoditized that it, it's getting easier and easier. But if you want to do it right, it, it definitely, you know, it, it's, there's a learning curve to it. And, um, but I think it's totally possible, and I think you know with that commoditization, it's it's a little bit easier. 
Uh, there's a lot of resources out there. You know, one of them I have to recommend to your listeners is Wistia.com. They're a professional paid business video hosting platform, but they have a learning center that's incredible for getting you started uh, on a on a lower budget if that's the hurdle for you. And but doing it with professionalism and quality in mind. If you don't have a good microphone, if you don't have good lighting, if you don't have um, you know good editing, that's all going to kill your production. And they really help you get that like underway for for you know fairly low cost and but with quality. Like I said, so um, those are just a few. Nice. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So when when people engage in a project with with Explainify, I mean, how, how does that work? I mean, how do people get started? Yeah. So the way people get started is going to our contact page on our website. Um, obviously, they've hopefully they've looked at you know our portfolio and kind of understand the way that we work and sort of our boutique by design style. So we don't take on a ton of projects at a time. We really focus on being um, really the best vendor or, or supplier, I guess, for for the customer. But once they do that, they, they click contact, they submit a form. We reach out within 24 hours to get that thing started. We want to talk through um, a story awakening process, which is sort of like a strategic consulting. Sometimes it turns into a counseling session where we really dig in and help you understand you know, where the, the areas of opportunity are, what your threats and, and weaknesses are. Um, and, and then from there, we work on brand messaging. So taking our insights, taking, you know, the material I talked about in the beginning, getting your white papers, your website, any information, any pitch decks we can get, anything that we can amass to understand how to write a really powerful script. Because we have to take tons and tons and tens of hundreds of thousands of words and get it into you know, 160 words is is one minute of video. So 160 words from, you know, 100,000, it's, it's a lot of work and, and it's great, but the more we have, the, the better we can we can simplify and, and be on brand and match and all that stuff. So we have uh, a script at that point, and then we work on visual concepting. That's storyboards and style frames, which are showing you what the video is going to look like frame by frame as we move forward in time. So here's what it looks like at 10 seconds. Here's what it looks like at 20 seconds. Here's what it looks like at 30 seconds. And then visually what this will look like when it's all done. Um, once that's done, we'll select some voiceover talent. We'll, we'll audition a ton of our uh, famous voiceover artists, get um, really good voice that matches your brand. So male, female, um, any ethnicity or dialect, whatever you need, we can do that. And then the painstaking process really begins. That's where we design every single frame from that storyboard out in full color, full, full fledged, just ready to go into animation. We break all those layers out into a million pieces and then build it out in animation. Animation, like I said, it's a painstaking process. It takes about uh, a day to animate 10 seconds. So that's a, that's a good chunk of time to get that piece done. But what we'll do is we'll animate every single frame from that storyboard. We'll add some sound effects, which is kind of our proverbial icing on the cake. And then after about eight weeks, you have a video that we'll share with you and we can kind of work through and, and do some revisions as needed. But um, it's usually typically 90% the way there. We just make those final changes, hand it off and help you kind of implement it on your website and start, start converting. Nice. Nice. Very cool. So that kind of leads me right into my next question with just uses of video. I mean, wh where do you see, I mean, 
without getting overly technical or in-depth, because I know there's a lot to this, but what are some ways that when people are using, you know, putting together video and creating video, what are some of the most effective uses of their video that you've seen? My favorite is always that top of funnel, which is kind of the entry point to your to your brand or your website. So you come to a website, you are you have a few seconds to get someone's attention. Our attention spans are eight seconds, which is one second less than a goldfish. So you have to get them pretty quick. So you hook them with with some text, some messaging. So that's you know hopefully less than ten words. It's here's what we do and here's why we do it, and you are you're staying around for another 10 seconds. So hopefully you see next the, the play button. You click that play button. Now you've got someone on the line for a good 60 to 90 seconds watching a video if they're engaged in it. So they've just, you've just, you know, completely, I don't know if you know what the number would be, but over 10 X to your time on site. So people are engaged. They're indoctrinated sort of into your way of thinking. They may potentially see you as a good option and contact you to work with you or, to, you know, if it's a trial that you're trying to offer for a software as a service product, you know, they'll click that trial button, that kind of thing. I think that just acquiring your customer and converting your customer at the very top of the funnel is one of my favorite ways. But I think there's, I think people kind of get stuck there too, especially startups. They get stuck there on that. There's only one reason to have a video. And that's not true. There's, there's a whole funnel, marketing funnel that you need to fill with video. And you can do that top of funnel explainer video. You can do video ads from Facebook driving people to that page or another landing page. You can do demo videos to show how your software works. Or, you know, if you're a chiropractor, you show sort of how adjustments work and you kind of get people comfortable to um, what you're providing. You can do case studies and testimonials. That's going to get people to, to buy in kind of middle of funnel and, um, you can onboard people to a software, to a way of thinking. You can, you know, you have FAQ pages with frequently asked questions. You can turn those into videos. The, the really the, the sky's the limit. You kind of come up with it. You know, Zappos puts videos on every single one of their product pages on their e-commerce site. And they, they've seen a 30% sales lift on that. I mean, could you imagine what 30% sales lift is on each shoe that they sell to, the millions of customers they have. I mean, video is a really powerful tool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, Zappos, they're doing okay. <laughs> they're doing all right. <laughs> all right, good. That's very cool. So I got one more question before we get into – I want to talk about your book. Um, and so – but I've got one other question that I think is just essential for the the listeners of this podcast. And so I want to make sure we, we talk about this. When it comes to picking video production – Okay, whether it be animated explainer videos or any other kind of video production, this is probably one of the most challenging things that really hold people back is that they're just not sure who to pick. So as a video expert, someone in the industry, what kind of questions or what do people need to know and understand about picking a video production house before they get started with video? Well, there's a couple ways to do it. You either have a type of video in mind. So you're saying, I want an animated explainer video, or I want you know, a live action video of my CEO talking. You, know, you have sort of 
the, the tactical in mind, but I like to take a step back and think more strategic. Let the company that you're going to work with be more strategic. Because in the end, video is just a felt need. You need to solve a business problem. And I think that's where we really differentiate ourselves from our competitors is we are there to solve a business problem. We're not there to just make a video. You know, there's freelancers all over the world that can do that for $300. We're, we're the premium, you know, the real deal agency that's going to understand the business problem and, and help you figure that out. So first, you know, do they seem like a good fit? That's a great question to ask. Uh, have I looked at their portfolio? Have they worked with global brands? Have they done at least a couple hundred videos? If they've got some real experience, then, then you're probably working with the right people. Um, you know, do your research, kind of learn what the difference is between good quality and bad quality. I think people kind of get that mixed up, which is really weird, but your, your, your consumer, your customer on the other end is not going to get that mixed up. If you've got bad quality audio or really, you know, cheesy, really goofy characters that are animated poorly, that's not going to reflect well on your brand at all. And so, you know, kind of figure that out, do some research. Um, do they have a clear process to find? Do they have defined steps that have worked over and over and over and over and over again, hundreds of videos that they've made during the same process. If, is that process defined? Is it trademarked? That's a good turn. That's a good way to tell if it's a, you know, a, a tried and true process. And of course, when you talk to the salespeople or to whoever you get to in touch with, are they passionate about storytelling and what you do? Not just storytelling themselves. If they're just pitching themselves the whole time, that's, a, that's, that's, that's sales, but you know, hopefully they're more friendly than that. But do they care about what you do? Are they offering you solutions? It goes back to being the partner rather than the vendor. Are they, are they, are they just after a creative product? Are they just trying to do their next magnum opus? Or are they seriously looking to solve a specific problem? I need more sales. You know, I need people to, customers to come back to us. The specific problem that they're solving is, is absolutely critical. And then, you know, if, if you need multiple videos, can they create a package of videos that are consistent? Um, you know, can they, can they work with my brand? Do they work with my vertical? You know, if, if you're a software company and you work with a vendor, an animated partner that, you know, only works with chiropractors, that might not be a good fit. You know, you, that kind of stuff is, I think, pretty basic to figure out. But the final thing I'd have to say is really just don't settle on cheap video. Um, I harp this over and over. It's just important to me that you you do it right, so you don't have to go back and and do it again, and I'm going to cost more in the in the long run. Yeah, I mean, that, look, that's so true, and I think this is true not only of video, what Eric is saying, but in every aspect of creative design or anything where there's where you mix creative with marketing, whether it be web development design, uh, brochure development and design. There are a lot of talented people out there that can make something that looks good, but the question is, is does it serve a real business purpose and it does it convert? And that is such an important mix in anything that you do, whether it be video, websites, landing pages, you name it, books, uh, any of those things. I mean, all that stuff is so important. So, Eric, uh, you wrote a book. First of all, tell me what the book is called. Well, none other than Diamond in a Haystack. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Where did you come up with that? So, oh, uh, man. I don't know. So you've got Diamond in a Haystack. Um, why 
how what are the biggest ways that this is going to benefit a business owner by reading this book? Well, so let me let me just go ahead and add on sort of the the sub headline. So the whole book title is officially Diamond in a Haystack: How to Uncover Your Simple Brand Story, Rise Above the Noise, and Give Your Customers a Reason to Care. And what I hope to do is provide you a way to harness the power of simple storytelling so that you can connect with your target market in ways that you've never thought possible and hopefully keep customers coming back over and over again, kind of talking back to that bottom of funnel. And it's basically a collection of tips, tricks, and tools that I've learned over the decade of doing this. And we provide a five-pillar framework to help you uncover your own brand story. We talk about the brain science behind a powerful story. Um, and there's some really cool stuff in there, you know, the psychology uh, of that. And I actually got to post some of that psychology on entrepreneur.com the other day, which I was really excited, and it's, it's been spreading like wildfire. So that brain science is really intriguing to people, um, and it, learning psychology is just always a lot of fun. But um, and, and then just for else talking more about the book, how companies just like yours are kind of already using storytelling to grow their businesses and increase conversion rates. We give some case studies in there um, from our company and other companies as well because other people are doing it just as good. Um, and, and just I, I'm hoping to provide practical tips so you can you can do this yourself. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love that. I love that. So um, what, what do you think, Eric? I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. What's the mm-hmm. coolest or most useful piece of information in your book that, look, if they only get one thing from the book, which I know they'll get many, but if they only get one thing, what's the, what do you think is the most helpful uh, piece of information in the book? I think the most pe- the helpful piece of information in the book and in marketing in general is to know that it's not about you. You know, so many people, you go to a website, just type in Google, and just a random name of what you can just think of, and and most likely the website's going to be, look at me, look at my product, look at our features, you know, but you're as a customer coming to the site saying, what's in it for me? How do you help me? Why should I stay here on this site? What are you going to do to make my life better? And, and you know, that, the, the sad truth is that's the reality of it. And people just don't seem to get that. Um, you know, most of the home pages or landing pages or ads or anything is, is mostly about, you know, my company. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a plumber and I fix this, 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 and this. Well, that's great, but those are features. That's not really any benefit to me. I mean, if you're looking for a specific, you know, septic tank cleaner kind of plumber, then, you know, maybe that, maybe that's what you're looking for. And, and that's possibility. But I think you're missing out on so many other opportunities to say, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. My husband's working really hard and, um, you know, I, I need someone to come in that I can trust, um, that that's done this, you know, a thousand times and, you know, whatever, whatever there's, there's so much more. It's not about you. It's not about your features. Take your features and try to figure out what the benefits that you provide, um, actually is out of those features and, and try to be emotional and use, you know, some of the psychological drivers to, um, to help people figure that out, to help you figure that out so you can tell the right, the right story. Yeah, that's so huge. And as a shameless plug, I just did a marketing workshop, and that was one of the main things that we talked about. Is we get so caught up into the you know the features and benefits that we don't really drive deeply into 
what's in it for the customer? What are they looking for? What do they want? What are the felt needs that uh, this product or service satisfies? It's just so easy to get caught up into the nuts and bolts, but we forget the emotional element of why people buy. So, look, storytelling has been around forever. It is clearly the most effective way to get your message in front of people in a way that is entertaining, in a way that is informative, but also compels people to take action. So do me a favor. Eric, for now, um, where can people check out more info about the book? Yeah, so we're actually going to give away two free chapters for all your listeners that are listening right now. Go to explainify.com slash new work, one word, N-E-W-W-O-R-K, explainify.com slash new work. We're giving away two chapters, and I hope it's really, really powerful and really beneficial. Um, shoot me an email after you get it. Let me know if you like it, if we could make some changes, whatever. We're still kind of in the, the pre-release right now, so you can kind of have a, a voice in, in shaping this story as well. That's awesome, Eric. So listen, two chapters to check it out. Okay, here's a little sample. Here's a little taste. And my goal for you, why do I have Eric on here? Storytelling is so important to a business. I know that if you dive into storytelling and really tell a compelling story around your business, you will become the kind of business that just attracts people, the right kind of people to your business. So not only do I want you to check out the two chapters that Eric is offering, but I want you to get on his list so that when his book comes out, you can get it because Eric is going to do a promo where you can get the book for some stupidly ridiculous, you know, cheap price um, where you can check the entire book out. So I want you to make sure you stay tuned for that so as soon as the book comes out, you guys can get it and start to enhance the story that you're telling around your business. So Eric, anything else before we wrap up today? Not really. I mean, I think that's that's my my favorite tip is that it's not about you. I mean, I have a lot more in the book that I think I'll just save for you to uh, check yeah, out yeah. yourself. Let's not, let's not give all of the tips, okay? we got to save some for people to buy the book, so for sure. So, Eric, thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brandon. Awesome, man. Okay, everyone, check out the book. I will have the link I will have the link to Eric's article on entrepreneur.com because it's awesome too. On my show page, go to newworkrevolution.com to check out more in our blog and podcast section. And again, if you enjoy the show, please rate it on iTunes, share it in social media, and thank you for listening to the show. Eric, thank you for being on the show, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.